podcasts offering discussions on nerdy topics for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today, myself, is your nerdy to Georgia. With me here, future Pokemon master, my mom. Hey. Trainer, trainer. I'm a I'm No, a you'll be a master one I'll day. I'll be a master. I think you can be a master. Okay. You've got, you've got the guts. I think you've got the right Pokemon for it. I've got, she's a beautiful Eevee. Is it, is it a beautiful Eevee? It is a beautiful Did Eevee. Did you get a girl or a boy Eevee? I got a girl. Even cooler. All right. Yeah. So we Her are. name is Irvy. Well, you named it too. Yes. Cool. So we are talking Pokemon. And so last week when we finished off, we discussed a little bit about the anime. And we also talked a lot about the games, the mainline games primarily. This week we'll talk a little bit more about the myriad of spinoffs, because again, that was part of my fun yesterday. I spent like six hours reviewing Pokemon titles. Oh, that... did, did, oh, I meant to bring it with me. In cleaning um, the girls' room, I came across a whole container which included a Pokemon Sapphire game. Oh, it was probably the younger one of my younger brothers. Well, okay, so when we offered it to your younger brother, he said most of those were Game Gear games for you, which oh, would be, which would, would not be Pokemon. Game Gear would be mine, yeah. Yeah. So I will have to take a look for that. Yeah. But but we came across Pokemon Sapphire and something Crystal. Yep, that sounds about right. So you had a chance to play Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, which is a version of the original red and blue game, but has... Um, the catching mechanics for when you're outside of the in the battles and uh, when you're not doing direct battles with other trainers are based off the um, Pokemon let uh, Pokemon Go, which is the mobile version of the game. So what what was your experience with Pokemon with Pokemon Let's Go Eevee? Okay, so okay, so so you you know you sign in and it walks you through the setup and you spend some time with Professor Oak. Yes, which is which is cool. He tells you, you stuff. Yeah, you you catch your 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 EV mm-hmm. um, before you even go see Professor Oak. Yep, which is kind of nice. Um, you meet mom, and you can walk around town. There's and always talk. a mom, isn't there? There's always a mom. You have a mom. You always notice there's not a dad at all. Oh, had not noticed that, but, but yeah, it's, it's the same a mom. thing with Animal Crossing too. That's true. Mom sends you letters. It's the intention that mom would be the one that takes care of you. Well, as and 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 this week, I sent a care package to my son in Philadelphia, yeah. who's going to school. Very, very, and, very on brand. Yeah, and um, and I um, sent a housewarming gift to my other child. So, so yeah, it's it's it's, it's totally it's, all about moms. It's all about moms. So, um, so you you sign in, you meet mom, you name yourself, you you can pick yourself, either male or female. Yes, you have that option. And you have like skin and hair color choices, but not that many. No, there's not a wealth you're, of you, options, but you have gonna, some options. Your your trainer's gonna look like your trainer's gonna look. Yeah, I mean, there's... I of course pick blonde, blue eyed. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good look. I I personally am, am, am partial to it. So um, so you go through and and um, it actually releases you into the wild, so to speak. Yes. And um, pretty quickly. If I hadn't watched the anime, I would not have known what to do. And so thus the anime had a... It, and that was one of the original... And I don't know if that was originally one of the goals of the original anime, but I think it was one of the intentions that... Um, the anime was meant to mirror the games in a lot of ways, and especially for a younger audience, um, that it was very much a way of pointing you on what to do and where to go if you were following the anime. And I think... Um, or at worst, I mean, like, if you were, I mean, 
Keep in it, mind, a lot of other series that are based off of video games rarely actually follow the plot of the of the video game in a lot of cases. Well, so. and this fall, so Pallet Town looks like Pallet Town. Yeah. The Pokemart looks like a Pokemart. The Pokemon the the Poke Center looks like a Poke Center. Poke Center. Um, so things look the way they look in the anime, and mm-hmm. it has look and the feel, and the grass is drawn the same way, and 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 all you of can those. See some of the Pokemon kind of like in the field and kind of like hiding in the bushes maybe yeah. some yep yep yeah so so um it, it's if you've watched the anime mm-hmm. you know what to do so here are the here are the things things i encounter you start catching things like really quickly and and it's a no fail catch it really is in, in the early parts of the game absolutely i mean like yeah. you could it, it's for let's go eevee again part of the real mechanic of it is that the outdoor battles are all about just literally catching the pokemon you don't fight with them at all it's all about just um, aiming the switch to catch them in a lot of cases get it in the center just in a lot of cases what you can do is if you just leave the the switch lying down on like a like a table or something and you just time the throw you can get a perfect dead center all the time good to know well I I didn't have any problem catching them even once they started moving around on you I, I, you know you it's can, pretty, yeah yeah it's, it's it's pretty intuitive so um the, the problem I had was I kept encountering the same one. I have four Beedrills. You probably have like four Beedrills, a thousand uh, Rattatatas. God, how uh, many Rattatatas like do you need? Two or three dozen Pidgeys. I, you know, I started passing up on them. Although I have lots of Pokeballs, because as you're walking around... They litter them everywhere. They litter them everywhere. And, so, and, and, and when you see them, mm-hmm. they aren't always Pokeballs, even though they're Pokeballs when you see them. They might be potions. Berries, or, they're uh, potions or, mm-hmm. or other things. Yep. So, so um, and as you, and talk to everybody. Just talk to everybody, because, because different people will, will give you different little tips. Or they'll just give you stuff. Or they'll just give you stuff, exactly. Yeah. Um, so pretty Some of them come to talk to you. Some of them come to talk to you. Yeah. So I mean, so like the guy at the at the Pokemart sends a delivery, sends you back to Pallet Town mm-hmm. with the delivery for Professor Oak. Yep, and it's your Pokedex. And it's your Pokedex. And um and so you and Eric. Eric Oh, you named yours Eric? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm Aerie, of course. Oh. But um, Eric is the uh, other poke trainer that's... Your rival. Yeah, except he's kind of along with me. Oh. I see him. Well, okay, I'm by myself, but I run into him. Yeah, so, yeah, so that is your rival. That's my rival, yeah, okay. In the original so, game, they were nicknamed Red, and he would have been Blue, because in the original game, Ash primarily wore, wore Red, and then... Um, I don't remember Misty? the... Ri- uh, no, no, the rival trainer... Rock? Wo- no, because um, you rarely see him. The other guy wore mostly blue. Oh, okay. I think his name was Gary, maybe, but that doesn't that doesn't sound right. Okay. Well, anyway, so so I got through Route One, mm-hmm. and um, and you go through. You end up in this bug world for bug po- forest, yes, bug forest, where you go into a building, mm-hmm. and there's trainers all yeah. over the place. Yep. And they'll all challenge you. Mm-hmm. And I like I like that the women are referred to as lasses. Lasses. Yes. And um, last Brittany and last Mary and last. Yeah, they'll they'll run through a lot of the names. I mean, especially when you get to swimmers, beauty pageants. I mean, um, especially start early on in the game, a lot of them are children. They are. Of, of a like lot of them el- are, look very young children. <clears throat> 
Yeah, so a lot of the really early bugs, bug guys are don't look more than like five or six years old, maybe. Yeah. And a lot of the girls maybe look like they're in like... Teenagers. Very early the, middle the, school, maybe. Well, the girls looked older than, than the boys. The boys looked very young in yes. that place. Okay. So, and so another one of those situations where like, how many of these do I need? Like, how many Pidgeys do you need? There are a lot of Pidgeys in that particular... Yeah. So, yeah. So, in, in so the Pokemon Let's Go um, Eevee or Let's Go Pikachu, um, the primary reason that you cash the Pokemon is to gain level, is to gain experience. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and you'll see, you'll see your whole like little forest of guys level up. Yeah. So, so here's my question for you. How <coughs> many can you have? Because as they said, I have a bunch of Rattatatas. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I finally went, you know, I'm just going to, going to, because it, I, first of all, don't know how to not challenge people. People challenge you and you. Yeah. You can't not, not uh, fight them. Okay. They, that they, was they, the question. Yeah. That, those are um, an automatic sort of thing. Okay. Um, but when it comes to the Pokemon, I think you can have somewhere in the neighborhood of about 600 some odd uh, Pokemon cats. Because at some, at some point when I want to get rid of a couple of these, the Rattatatters or whatever. So I think what happens is that when you release them back into the wild, you can get some experience for the Pokemon that you have. Uh, much in the same way with Pokemon Let's Go, you can catch dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of Rattatatas. Uh, but you get, uh, but when you release uh, extra ones you don't want, you get a little experience that you can get for the one Rattata that you really want to keep, or eventually maybe level up or something. Um, so, so it's been a little bit since I've done that, but I'm pretty sure that you can release a fair amount of them back to the well. Because keep in mind, Rattatatas are not they're not going to be well, they're not going to be your ace in the hole when it comes to a fight. Well, Bidgey, maybe, but like not Rattata. Yeah. So, so, and I guess, I guess my 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 question is, I mean, like you're, you're slowly leveling these guys up, but they when you caught them, they weren't all at the same level, so they're they're slightly different levels. Wouldn't yep. you just keep the best one and off the rest? Because what's the point? So early on, you tend to, um, so when you first like kind of start out the game, you end up coming across <laughs> a lot of level. Oddly enough, never level one stuff, but you always end up with like level two, three, and four. Or right. Ratatatas, Pidgeys, Caterpies, uh, Weedles. Okay, so a couple, so a couple of things. Every time I, um, you went through a challenge, um, I'm, you know, obviously going through that thing, you went through several in a row, so you kept fighting with the same Pokemon, and and you're watching the levels of their attacks go down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then we'll t- talk about strategies for attacks in, okay. in, a, in a bit. But um, so every time I, I kept going to the, the Pokemon Center afterwards, obviously when you go through the bug thing, what is that called? It's just a forest. I think it's, it's a bug it's, forest because you go into a building to get there. It um, so you go so a lot of time when you go through buildings, and this was one of the things with the original Pokemon is that the original Pokemon wouldn't allow a fully seamless open world. So the intention was that every time you go through one of the buildings... You was, go out, sort of go out the other side. It feels kind of like a train station. Um, yeah, so it's an invertent loading screen is the best way to put that. Okay. So, and, and that happens a lot of the time too. Um, a famous example of that was Super Mario 64, uh, which is what kind of pioneered the 3D um, platformer. Um, all the entire thing took place in a castle, but you would jump through paintings that would take you to the worlds that we were going to, but you usually had to wait for like a ever so quick, like two second loading. Well, like an animal crossing going through your front door. 
Yeah, so you, you go through, yeah, it takes a little yeah. second for it to load the rest of the world. For the Game Boy, it wasn't able to fully do the full world at a time, so it would load up sections at a time based off of when it, when one started and when another road started. On a certain level, though, like there's a good portion of the world that is fully open. If you go south of Pallet Town, you have all this water and everything, mm-hmm. and all that's almost fully open. Okay. So there's a large, so you could have a large portion of it. They just didn't do that for whatever reason. Okay. I think it was mostly to say. Well, and and, and and just talking about traveling, it took me a while to figure out. Okay, this is a ledge. I can't get over it. I have to look for a ramp. Mm-hmm. Because yep. that's how you navigate. Through. A lot of puzzles, like a lot of men, it, like uh, a maze puzzles, yeah, like a maze. maze. Yeah, absolutely. And and so so I found it's like a maze, but you can walk through anything grassy, mm-hmm. pretty much. At your it, own peril. This is true. And it may have, and it may have a a ledge edge where you have to like run across it to figure out where your ramp is. So yeah, so there's some there's or where some, you're opening. Yeah, is. so sometimes there's a, it's usually a vertical from going up to yeah. going down. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes it's the which case, is why I'm referring to it as a ledge. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I think probably that's a better way to do that. Um, there'd be some of those ledges which you jump over and then you can't go back up the way you came. Oh. And so that's why well, I didn't figure out how to jump. How do you jump? You don't. Okay. You can't. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so that isn't my, my failing. No, no, it's not your failing at all. Okay. Um, so, you yeah, know, again, very early, again, to go back to the earlier comment, very early in the game, you come across a lot of level two, three, four, and occasionally a five Pidgey, um, Ratatata, and other early Pokemon. And so you tend to um, wait until you get like the one that's a four or five level and catch those, mm-hmm. and then just beat up everything else. Um, but it's well, some... this is what I found as my as my as I level my little Eevee up. So so I get to the other side of the uh, bug forest. I yep. go out the other door and end up on another in another town. And um, and there's Eric on the other side telling me about a gym. Yep, Brock's gym. Brock's gym. So I um, immediately go to the Poké Center and heal myself up because. Of course, I when you when you're in that bug thing, you're you like challenge. I might spend like ten challenges try, trying to get through it. Yeah, bro. Um, so what I found, especially was the game, was that I tended to wait until because you, you could buy some healing stuff at the Pokemart if you wanted to, like potions. Well, I already had some potions and I mm-hmm. had some berries. Uh, but yeah, but one of the things you end up winding out of was the moves are not infinite. And so they have a limit of how much you can do certain moves at. So you can only tackle like 25 some odd times. You can only use. Well, uh, I off I offed one of my one of my um, attacks eventually attacks because I got offered a double kick. Yeah, so you can only have uh, four up to attacks four attacks at a yeah. time. Um, in a lot of cases, especially early on, you get a lot of attacks that are um, tail whip. Tail whip. Uh, spray sand, other stuff like that, or yeah. or uh, glare, or you know stuff like that. A lot of those Roar, early growl. So yeah, a lot of those attacks are very much. Uh, um, I, I I tend to find, and again, I could very much be wrong. I tend to find those attacks useless in a lot of cases because a lot of cases early on, you could just headbutt something with two attacks and take it down. Yeah. Versus if it attacked you four or five times. While you were just trying to lower its attack or lower its defense, yeah, you, it would it would take you out almost. It would take you out pretty quick. Well, I never fainted. No, I mean, early early on you do, you typically don't. So 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 here's here's my my first comment that, um, I found that Let's Go Eevee was set for 
um, early success to, to, to stag you in. So you won everything and you leveled up pretty quickly, um, played a couple times and, and I have a level 12 EV. Yep. Okay, so it's, and I'm gonna figure that's pretty typical. My other things were leveling up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to the gym. In Pewter City. In Pewter City, and only because now I'm, I've got the Wikipedia up. So oh, okay. I'm literally cheating okay, so we'll talk. Up. We'll talk about that too. Uh, so <laughs> actually, this is this is a good place to talk about that. Okay. Because the first thing it it, it um, they do is is this guy comes up to you and he talks to you and he says, you know, can't let you fight unless you can show me that you know proper pairings. So um, a a uh, Geo Pokemon. Uh, Geo dude, probably. Geo, yeah. But so a geotype Pokemon um, is only good against grass. Show me if you have a grass Pokemon. Well, of course I had I had a uh, Bellsprout, yep. um, who I'd already done a little bit of fighting with just to to get him leveled up. Well, and just to just to you know just, just to see it. Yeah, just to see it. Mm-hmm. So so um, so I said, well, I have a Bellsprout, and he said, okay, well then you can fight and let me fight, and um, and of course I won. Um, Vine Whip, and um, yep. Vine Whip's a good one. Vine Vine Whip's a good one, and um, and so I won with my my Bell Sprout, and I won money. Yes, yeah, so almost every trainer would have given you some money. Yeah, yeah, but yes, every and I should say that every trainer did give me money. But Brock probably and, gave you, but Brock probably gave you a lot of money. Gave me a lot of money, and actually, actually, what the trainers gave me were really different from one trainer to the next Mm -hmm. if i was able to knock you out in two i got a little bit of money if i was able to if if it took me four or five then i got more money so the more pokemon you typically uh faced against uh train other rival trainers um the more pokemon you face the more money you typically earned um and there's also some trainers which naturally pay out better than other trainers Mm -hmm. um there's kind of like the You'll notice later on that a lot of trainers have themes to them. Well, right now they all look the same. They do. Right again. Right now again, a lot of the a lot of the children and the and the or the children at least have a lot of bug and ratatatas and pidgeys and a lot of. Well, cases. and they're wearing the explorer hat and the the school uniform sort of looking thing. The yeah. lasses are all wearing a school uniform. Yeah, they're all wearing like thing. a middle school uniform essentially. Yeah. Um, but later trainers, um, especially as you move out of Pallet or Pewter City. We'll have, you'll have a lot more, um, you'll have hikers, hikers that look like mountaineer guys. Oh, cool. And they mostly carry ground and rock type Pokemon, so, or Pokemon you'd see in a mountain, which might be um, uh, Zubats as well. Um, another, in Pokemon, the trainers typically tend to represent their areas a little bit better as far as what you catch nearby. So you, so especially if you're by the water, you'll see a lot of fishers and and fishermen and divers all have water Pokemon. Um, if you tend to be, uh, if you tend up to go up against scientists, you get to see a lot of uh, Electabuzz and uh, Mennonites. Elemental. Uh, you, you tend to get more electric or poison Pokemon. Like, uh, God, I can't name any electric or poison Pokemon. It's the one that looks like Sludge. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, know. or uh, coughing, which is the other one. The one yeah, that, yeah, the one that literally, literally has skull and crossbones on its chest. So, so, um, so, a couple of things that you reminded me of while you were talking there is, every time you catch a Pokemon, you do get the Pokedex. Yeah. So every the new Pokedex, Pokemon you get. Yeah. So it, the Pokedex pulls up, 
Every new Pokemon you get, even if it's the same as the Pokemon you've already gotten. Yes, it gives you kind of a breakdown of what kind of stats it has and and what fights it, it what what, 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 what attacks it has. It has. Yep. Yeah, and it gives you a whole thing. So after a while, you kind of know. <laughs> okay. You kind of get kind of tired of seeing the same stuff <laughs> over and over. You, yeah. By the time you've got the fourth Rattata, you're you know. You read a tad Oh, my good. It knows tackle? Really? Yeah. Tell me more. Everybody knows tackle. Not, every, anything... not, not everything. And so, like, Pidgey's no gust initially. Pidgey's right. no gust. Um, so it, tackle, scratch are among the most common ones that you initially see. They're basically the same move. Yeah. Um, tackle, scratch. Um, if you get a... Uh, Weedle or Caterpie, and they evolve to a. I have both. Uh, lots. They they get they get an ability called Defend, which uh, just gives them a, a more defense or like a shield or something. Um, but no, yeah, that's that's fairly common. Okay. Um, so so um, you know, you get that, but I I was drawn by the by the question. Mm-hmm. Show me that you have a, a grass Pokemon because that's what's good against Geo. Um, they set you up for that. They set they set you up. They 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 set you know this this game is built around making you feel successful. Mm-hmm. And and actually, if you were a kid, that'd be like really cool. And that's why I think it's a good version for people who are new to Pokemon because it sets you up for success along the way to ensure that you have uh, the stuff you need to be able to fight the next to fight the next gym leaders. And some some will say, oh, you need like three Pokemon or. You need um, you. You have to be. You have to have certain requirements. Okay, so so I'm going to make this sort of global overall comment. Okay, um, which which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. In playing other things, we played Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, as as anybody listening to this podcast knows, I I am uh, Animal Crossing. I, I sit there on the exercise bike, the stationary bike in the morning. I did it this morning. And harvest all my trees in Animal Crossing and, and take care of all you my... You really want those wasps, wasps don't you? I, I got bit again today. Um, they're but, they're and, worth like a lot of money when you well, sell but, them. Yeah, they are. But, but you know, the, the deal with Animal Crossing is there's like an hour's worth of housework, basically, to do every day. got to find all your fossils. Yeah, like you got to find your trees. literally an hour every day. Yeah, and, and all those things. So I'm doing it on a stationary bike in the morning. And, and I did my hour this morning on the stationary mm-hmm. bike. Um, so uh, there you're forced to learn, teach yourself, basically. There's no instructions. Nothing yeah. tells you. Nothing tells you to go shake trees. Yeah. Much less you could shake trees. Like Although that. they do tell you on, on September 1st to shake trees because there's acorns and pine cones now. I've gotten acorns and pine cones as well. I've already made things with them. But uh, because I'm crafty that way. So, um, so... But Pokemon, on the other hand, well, okay, but but let's back okay, up. Okay, okay, okay. so back up. so so we've played played Mario Brothers, I've played Sonic. Sonic, and I had to sort of ferret out for myself how to do things and what got me what results and all that sort of thing. As in contrast, this game tells you, and so so if there if you had a question about anything, you just walk up to somebody and they intuitively know what your question's gonna be. Because of where you're at, and they give you the answer. So, so unlike these other games that I've played, where they've kind of re- required that you be intuitive or kind of have a general knowledge or ask um, your your nerd, nerd master. Um, well, again, I mean, like a lot of a lot master. of the games were kind of assuming you had other friends who were knew playing. somebody else who yeah. who knew a guy who yeah. knew a guy that said, "Oh, if you if you do all this, this happens." 
That's how everyone yeah. learned about the secret code. Well, yeah, because I've asked you questions about Animal Crossing. You've told me what to do because otherwise I had not a clue. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if you and shook the trees, you'd get some money. So, so. But Pokemon was Pokemon, the Pokemon, yeah. So po Pokemon is the exact opposite. Sometimes people will walk up to you and offer you information. You just. You, you already know. And you're you already just like, know. You're like, I, okay, okay, don't move, take my time. Move out of the way. I, I got yeah, this. I, I got, got this. this. But, um. But I'm not at a point yet where I'm annoyed by it because I'm still learning. And I actually appreciate that I don't have to figure it out on my own or search it on the Internet. So because I've had to search things on the Internet for Animal Crossing, it's like, how the hell do I catch the, the shooting stars? So um, I struggled with that one, too. So don't feel bad. Because it doesn't tell you put everything away. Don't have anything in your hand. Or much less to listen for the chime. Yeah. Well, I never hear the chime, actually. I just sit there and look in the stars. Oh, anyway. I, I listen for the chimes, and I'm just, but I'm also just maybe, but I'm also maybe just looking away. And I'm just constantly hitting the A button just in case. Yeah, same, same here. Mm -hmm. So, so this, you know, it, let's go Eevee anyway. I, I, I assume they're all. Other, yeah, yeah, the other games hold your so, hand quite a bit. Yeah, it does. It holds your hand, and and I actually, after playing the other things and having some level of frustration, I found this kind of nice. Now, where I did use the internet was that. Um, I was uh, intrigued by the question, by by the question, you know, which which is your grass Pokemon? Because grass Pokemon are, are so there are logical pairings, and you can find them. Fandom has everything. It really does. I so fandom has become my go-to site for all nerd questions. Oh yes, and, very much. And I'm just saying because there's there's fandom for. I've discovered it actually. I think when we were watching Game of Thrones, it probably I may have before that because I know I used you, it for Magic it, the Gathering. Yeah, I've used it a lot. You've gone there a couple of times, but just not maybe realized that there is something for everything. And it's there's all something on for every. It's all on one website. And so, um, which is free, by the way. Which is free. It's amazing. I mean, there are ads on it, but who cares? Yeah, there are ads, but they're not intuitive. They're not intrusive on they're any not intrusive. level. Yeah, and um, and so you know, you go to the fandom site and you can find all your pairings. So then I found myself as I was facing other things, going, "Oh, what's the best?" I go, "Okay, I have one of those, or I have that type, or uh, this is something I would like to get, or this is yeah." So um, so it became sort of a an interesting. It's almost like I would like to have my iPad next to me with that screen on while I was playing Let's, Let's Go Eevee so that because it kind of gave me some insight. Because a lot of, yeah, because there's so a lot there's of There's a list. There's a very nice list. Of all, yeah, I mean, so. Of, of the pairings. Well, not only is there a list of the pairings, but it also tell you like what kind of Pokemon are good against this, what do they evolve into. Uh, Bulbapedia in particular literally has. Dozens and dozens of sprites of of the trainers and what they've looked like over the years and all the Pokemon that the, that they've looked like over the years. It's kind of startling on a certain level when you when you when you take into grasp of uh, like how much how much time did somebody go through to literally make this web page that looks so professional, looks so nice, it's so clean, and it's so well organized like how much time did that take one person to go through and this and that's the the uh bulbapedia yeah and that's the one that's kind of meant more toward the games as were the where it's solely solely this particular game yeah well not just this uh, just the games in general there's the there's another pokemon that one and i think that one's the fandom one that just revolves around um 
the the greater scheme of it. They, they tell you just as much information, but they don't go so deep into it. Because this one literally down. has the quotes that Brock says in each game. That's how detailed this is. That, wow. it, yeah. I mean, like, just quotes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. So we'll feature links to all these things, yes, right? Yes, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll put Bulbapedia on there, absolutely. Put Bulbapedia on. So, so... Um, I found so I, f- I found that an, an, an interesting an interesting resource. Um, it isn't until you get to uh, the the second town, can, Pure City with Brock. Pure City, yeah, that you actually run into your your evil twins. Oh my! Oh, your evil! Tw- oh, you uh, the Team Rocket. Team Rocket. Yes. And you finally meet you. you so you you meet Team Rocket. And um, at first, they have their back to you, and if you hadn't watched the anime, you wouldn't, you know. You wouldn't know to be like, they look suspicious. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and and I'm sticking with my my. This is Boris and Natasha. It just is. You know, now again, and when you said that last time, it was like, oh my goodness, they're totally Boris, Boris and Natasha. They they are even even listening to well I listen to. Okay, so 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 to tell you how how uh, they don't actually talk, you read. Yes. Okay, which which would affect the the age level of who could play this. I really think you need to be ten and above to be able to read it. I think you might be able to get away with it at maybe eight, eight or nine. Eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, Mia. I could see Mia doing it. Yeah. It's a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. Like like they really like Minecraft. Because there's no reading in it. There's at all. no reading involved. Well, it's not that there's no reading it's, involved. It's but so every, freeform. Yeah, it's very yeah. freeform, and everything is very like, oh, that's a stone. Okay, that's a stone, and it says stone on it. Yeah. There's not not a lot to get, not a lot of guessing at work there. Yeah. So so this is, I think. It has a narrative to it, and because it doesn't talk at all, because again, the original Game Boy games don't talk. None of the, none of the games actually have voiceovers at it all. Right. Well, and, is the Switch able to have voice? Yeah, it has. I mean, you hear you hear your knucklings talk all the time in your Animal Crossing. Yeah, they, yeah, they, but they're not actually saying words. They are actually. It's such an. It high, kind of well. I mean, okay, it you sounds kind, all, if, if, yeah. If you were to, if you were, if to you're listen, reading along with it, you're like, okay, I, I get it. You could hear what they're kind of trying, almost like they are. But trying it's to not. Say. It's not. Yeah, but really but, intelligent. But other games do have voiceovers in it with okay. actual with actual people talking in them. That's... And and did not and did not realize that. So so this is reading focused. Now, if you had an eight, nine, ten year old that you were trying to get to read, this might be a good way it's to a do good it. Narrative way to do it because yes. it's not real complex reading. Nope. Um, but it is it is a lot of reading mm-hmm. when you get down to it. And you said playing video games wouldn't make me read. There we go. Well, I proved <laughs> myself wrong. So. Um, so I, 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 you know, that that thought occurred to me. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of reading, um, but having watched the anime, what I found was like when I, especially when I met Team Rocket, but when I met Brock and and all those things, I was hearing the voices from the from the TV yeah. show. And I haven't watched the TV show in probably twenty years. Probably because but, because but, I haven't had a child in the house for a while. Yes, but I but I will I will bet you this money right now that. If I asked you to, you could think of the Pokemon theme song in your head. Oh yeah, and absolutely. you can sing it back right away. I need somebody to start me, but yeah. I want to be the very yeah, yeah. yeah, like no one ever was, and we'll put the theme song in there. It's uh, 
it's well known that if you're in a I cra- want it to Despacito. Did you? I put it on there. Great, thank you. It's the polka rap, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, it, it looks a little, the thumbnail that they use for it looks awfully odd choice for it, but once you start it up, it's perfectly fine. Um, but it's hilarious when you listen to it, you're just like, because you think like, no, they're not really doing an informant. It's literally like, holy shit, they actually did it. Well, you know, there's a lot of that though. I mean, if, 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 I never, if, I never underestimate nerds to find ways to make stuff. And this is back to a comment I've made, I think, a couple times. Is is I I am touched by the amount of dedication, mm-hmm. and I'm reminded of things like um, Galaxy Quest to me um, makes all the more sense now. Oh, that's because... a great point. Yeah, because okay, so so okay, so we need to back up just ever so slightly to talk about Galaxy Quest, which is the greatest. Star Trek parody of all time. Yep. So Galaxy Quest. Um, Was that an episode? Huh? Is that an episode? Is that a? We can look at topic? parodies for nerdy parodies because yeah. I, I think because there are a couple. Because there's, there's one, Spaceballs. Well, there's Spaceballs. We also have to talk. Uh, Blazing Saddles. I want to say is a parody. Is it? It is a parody. Um, we. It, it would also be at one point in which we would finally get to talk about the Big Bang Theory. Um, because yeah. I think we. I think that's I think it's a topic all itself. I'm just going to say after having done this podcast for now 18 months, um I have a, a even better appreciation of how dead on Galaxy Quest is. It really is, right? Yeah, so so And never having gone to a Star Trek convention either, like but you, but you did go to Fanime, which is I did about go to it's pretty pretty adjacent. Yeah, so so having gone gone to uh Fanime and having having seen Galaxy Quest, and I think I think that's a, actually because keep in mind you saw Galaxy topic. Quest before this, and Galaxy Quest is basically um, there was a Star Trek esque show that appeared what 10, 15 years ago. By the time the show they say eighteen, the, oh, so, so at the end, it, yeah, at the end of it, because I'm always touched. It wasn't twenty. Um, so eighteen years passed, and then. Now all the actors are now just basically going from convention to convention. This is their reliving their glory days. Making commercials. Yeah, making commercials or reliving the glory days of what was their one TV show hit. Come to find out that aliens from another world, from a different galaxy, saw what they were doing and thought, "Oh, let's emulate that." Literally, well, they thought didn't it was. They, they refer to it as a historical document. Yes, yeah, so they thought it was all real. They thought it was all real. And then they literally kick the the cast, beam them up, and expect them to be the characters that they They build were, the spaceship. That, so, to exacting specifications. Yeah, yeah, but the deal is they're saved, really, by these nerds back on Earth mm-hmm. who are teenage boys who know what all this technology is and know how everything works and know how everything works and have seen every episode and memorized it they even know the sequence of the of the time jumps and all the different exactly traps to get to for them to get to to the core of the ship mm-hmm. so um they are saved by fandom yes and throughout the entire length of, of our podcast going back to the bronies and all of those mm-hmm. i have been really touched by how much the fandom world means in this particular niche. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, and I don't know how better to describe it, but every time I because because to me all these things are new. I've never played Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I 
watch the episodes with you because I would not a helicopter mom, but I always wanted to understand whatever you were into. Yes. So I could play Yu-Gi-Oh. I had a Yu-Gi-Oh deck. I could play Magic, Magic Together, the Gathering. Yep. Um, all these things I learned to do so that I understood what you were doing when you were kids because I wanted to under, understand it. Mm-hmm. And so that is my background coming into this. I don't tend to be a nerd person. I, I knit and sew. But, um, There's some pretty nerdy people that knit. This is true. And, and <laughs> like my most downloaded knitting pattern that I offered up to, to Revelry for free, mm-hmm. Revelry is a, 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 the knitter's version of a fandom site. On any particular time, if we went over to your computer right now and I logged into to Revelry, there'd be four to 5,000 knitters online. Mm-hmm. Knitters, crocheters, textile people. That are making all sorts of crazy patterns. Right. So I, I made for you, you asked, I asked you what you'd like on mm-hmm. a knitted cap, and you said the, the uh, Warcraft lion. So, yeah, so it would have been the Alliance lion. Okay. And, and so I graphed that out on a knitting graph because knitting stitches are not square. They're, they're rectangular. Mm-hmm. Um, I grafted that out, and I knit you a hat. It looks very cool. And uh, that, that pattern has been downloaded hundreds of times. I would, I, I wouldn't, it would not surprise me. Um, so, so, you know, that I created. So, um, so even, even knitting sites have, there's all sorts of things out there on there, by the way, there's Minecraft, there's all sorts of things, um, from the nerddom world on the knitting site. Oh yeah. Fandom is an amazing thing. And, um, every time we launch into one of these things where I have very little fact base, whether it was Game of Thrones, I mean, across the spectrum, Star Trek. I can find the answer to any question on some form of fandom site. Now, now fandom itself has become my fave mm-hmm. because I can rely on it to have everything. Oh, yes. It's kind of amazing. You, um, it's almost to the point now you could basically go out there on any topic you wanted to, type in wiki, and you'll get, within like the first five hits, will usually be either the original, the Wikipedia article or the fandom website for the wiki. Well, and, 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 and when you say that, I mean, let me just say, so so um, I'm an Orthodox Christian. I teach Sunday school, and one of my go-to sites is OrthoWiki. There is an Orthodox wiki. wiki for Orthodox Christians, which, you know, goes through, goes through the Orthodox just on every, every saint, the whole nine yards. Yeah. So um, there's a wiki for everything i i laughed when i found the orthodox wiki site which has been out there for years but it just seems so bizarre that's not recent right or that's not recent at all it's been out okay. there for it's been out there for a long time it just surprises somebody me would, it, you just it's just kind of surprising that it would be there it's universal orthodox so it's coptic it's it's eastern it's russian it's greek yeah greek, yeah, the, yeah the various versions of it the various the uh eritrean um so it's it's Every, it's it's a universal Orthodox site, mm-hmm. but it's an Orthodox Christian site. Wiki, crazy. It is kind of crazy. So so. Because even right now, you telling me that is like, okay, yeah, I guess there would be one out there. I just never thought that there would be one out well, there. Well, who took the time to do it? That's back to your question. Who took the time to lay that out? To well, again, well, a. Who laid it out? B. Who had the time to format it to read properly, and then C. Who had the time to just maintain it as well? Because again, 
a lot of these websites, um, especially Wikipedia, which is known for getting, um, which, Wikipedia in itself is very much of a lot of people. Anybody can go in and edit Wikipedia on a level, right? Um, I've edited Wikipedia. Some of these fandoms, though, are more. I've limited. added pictures and stuff of places a, I've been. A lot of the wikis for bigger topics, like say Wiki, Wikipedia, which is still one of my favorite named websites. <laughs> I love it. Again, it's for Star Wars. It's yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah, makes sense. Um, even the Pokemon one, Bulb- Bulbapedia, which is named after, after Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur, which is the first Pokemon in the Pokedex. Um, those are all fan, you know, there's fans can go in and edit anything, and they can make their own web pages on a lot of those. And the only thing is that moderators will come by around occasionally and be like, oh, you need a citation for this, or this needs to be cleaned up. It's not into our normal format that we would prefer this in. Yeah. And but again, all this is all very much fan edited generated stuff. It's not there I mean, there's a lot of places out there like Marvel and DC um and even Pokemon has their official Pokédex and their official Wikipedia articles on the topics, but the ones that are probably the better to go to is definitely going to be um the fan ones. Again, I can it, it, It'd be interesting to know though what what say uh Nintendo thinks of the the fandom. I mean, I can see why why somebody like DC or Marvel would want some controls over that, and, and even even Nintendo, because this is your product and this is your your livelihood. Mm-hmm. This, this is your this is, this is your money are, maker. This is what people are reading about in your topic. Yeah, um, but I I actually disagree on that because um, I think I mean the adage that no um, there's no bad advertisement at all. Yeah. You know, like if you get your if you get the na- if you get your name if out, you're there, being talked about. Yeah, you're being talked about, even if it's in a weird place, and somebody's going to eventually buy your product or know about your product. That's why I think the Geico commercials are so great because they're so irreverent. Like they barely talk about. I mean, their entire point is to sell you on the name of Geico alone. I mean, like, but I can name Flo- or Pro- Progressive even. Like they do great commercials. Well, too. I I'm I'm still getting through through Limo email. Oh, I, I'll watch anything with Flo. I mean, you could you could, you could pull up a YouTube series that's ten hours, ten hours long of just commercials with Flo. Oh, and I'd I, watch it. On one of the, on one of the airline magazines, there was an article one time on the actress that that plays Flo, and Flo 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 looks at it this way. Yeah, it has limited her acting career, but she doesn't really care because she's been able to raise her children um, while not having to work particularly hard. No. And, and, and again, she's it made looks money. Like she, and she looks and like she, she's having fun. Well, she and she put it much more, much, much better than but, that. But yeah. that was the gist of it. Yeah. Was was if I if I was living that life, I would have all these other demands. I mean, right now I'm making a pretty good income. Well, again, I mean, and I'm able to spend time. And that with was my one children. of the things with uh, with with actors as well. A lot of actors, especially in the um, in the 30s and or especially in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Very much wanted to not do major motion pictures. They wanted to do TV because you could make TV was a lot more stable. You had a lot, you know, you could. You showed up on the sound set at a particular time. It was like working at nine to five. Yeah, you had a routine, and they often paid better, and they were more um, lucrative in a lot of senses because you knew you were going to have a generated paycheck all the time. Ellen Ellen Pompeo got got slammed for an interview she did a couple of years ago, maybe more than that. In which she said she stayed on Grey's Anatomy because she's been on that show for 15 years or so. Yeah. Yeah, for quite a while. She stayed on Grey's, Grey's Anatomy because it allowed her to stay in one place. She didn't have to travel. She didn't have to be away from her family. She could raise her kids. And she knew what time she showed up to work. And um, and there was a, a lot. She took a lot of flack for that. But I think that's a, a 
perfectly especially legit. If you, especially if you want to raise a family, that's a perfectly logical reasoning at the end of the day. Yeah. And if all you're known for is being these commercials, I mean, like, it's still a career that's lasted, you know. I mean, the guy who does the, the Gecko voice for Geico, like. Yeah. You know, that's that's money right there. I mean, like, you never have to do. They make they make a, a, a surprisingly large amount of money. Yeah. Um, well, to recast is, somebody. Is the just a, is, well, to be the face of it. Mm-hmm. Um so it, w- it was interesting to me to, to, to I forget what the figure was, but uh, but she it's she, probably pretty good. I yeah, she make she making a pretty good penny. Yeah. So um so yeah and 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 if you're gonna talk about insurance commercials, Liberty Biberty is still my favorite. So. God. <laughs> sorry. It's just, it's just it's still good. It's it's still still my favorite. Well, we'll we'll right redub now. it later. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can do that. Anyway. So back to so, back so the to Pokemon. Is, so, okay, so. So back to Pokemon. What what were some of your other, um, what else did you notice in Pokemon Let's Go Eevee by chance? Okay, so so after having played some other games, I would say these graphics are pretty light. And uh, when you say light, do you mean they're a little more cartoony? They're more well. I guess that's what I mean because because now that I think about it, okay, so the grass does it moves. It sways back and it forth. It sways. It does. It does things. Um, but um, it is a much. It looks like the anime. It looks like the anime. I, I was, it looks very flat. It's very to me. It's very two D after some of the other things I've played. Yes. Yeah. And then that is partly deliberate too. Yeah. Yeah. So. So this. So. Everything's rendered in a three D environment, but it's intentionally made to look as if you're looking at it almost in two D. Yeah. So it's and 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 the 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 adjective that that I came up with is flat. It looks flat. Yes. It looks like, but it's not. But it's not, yeah, because you now I was thinking about it. You see things move in the bushes, and you do get. I mean, there's highlighting on the leaves. There's it's. It also it's, reminds me of like a like a '90s um, Disney movie, because you look at a '90s Disney movie. The difference between Pocahontas mm-hmm. and Cinderella, or like, I, again, like I, I look at like the the '90s like Silver Age. I don't know if it's Silver Age or the. The Disney Renaissance of the '90s, yeah, and everything is constantly moving around. I like even the stuff in the background. I my favorite example. Well, but if you go back to Bambi, and Bambi is from the '30s, you go back to Bambi. There's still stuff moving around, but it's the like grass, the blades of grass move. I mean, yeah. I remember watching that fascinated as a kid. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I I remember watching a Goofy movie. They're in the diner in the Goofy movie where Max gets where Goofy gives Max the the map to where everybody's going so max gets to decide what they get to go and see um on this great you know road trip of theirs yeah and even though these guys are in the background they're out of focus now they're still moving around as if like the rest of the world has life to it that just because it's not the flintstones it's not well it's not the flintstones it's not the jetsons although i don't think anything ever could be I mean, the Flintstones and the Jensen's were pretty were pretty special. But their backgrounds are pretty flat. The, it, okay, it's a slight tangent. Um, so there's a guy named Movie Bob who does a show called The Escapist. has a great art has a great video series on uh, the Flintstones and their their the length of their series. Uh, but what was the real advent of the Flintstones was that they came up with the collar, and the collar was this notion that. Um, if you ever notice, all the characters had collars or necklaces. Yes. And the intention was is that in animation, if you're in a pinch and you can't make, animate everything, you animate the face because everyone intent, intently looks at the face. Yeah. 
Except for guys. Guys like to look around everywhere else but the face sometimes. But that's just guys. Yeah. Um, which was just a dig at myself. <laughs> um, but um, so what they figured out was that, um, especially with uh, the Flintstones, which was one of their early pioneers of this, is that um, they actually developed what was early flash animation. And the notion was is that you would animate the head, but you would reuse stock animation of the body. It's why even then, like Scooby-Doo, all the characters run the exact same way, way every single time, but they reuse animate. So they reuse the body animations. But then when they have uh, the characters' faces, the faces might do something different or else. But they're all very generic versions of what the face would do as well. Well, and it's why they're wearing everything up to the neck. Yeah, and every yeah, like that's why again, it's why everything yeah got collars or turtlenecks or everything goes yep. right up to the neck. Um, it was designed so that you could save a lot of money doing that by reusing animation because you don't have to, if you don't have to reanimate everything, you don't you know you don't, yeah. so you can reuse animation. Um, so that's why the Flintstones, Jetsons, and a lot of the Hanna Barbera cartoons were done on the cheap. Um, and that's why able... Yogi Bear has a call a, a necktie on. Yep, and. and uh, and that was one of the reasons why Hanna-Barbera for a long time, especially in the um, 60s, 70s, and going into the 80s, were able to make so much materials because they just basically pioneered early flash animation, which is, yeah. um, as an example now, flash animation is almost exclusively used for a lot of TV shows um, here in the West, like uh, most famously... Uh, My Little Pony is all done with flash animation, or what is ne- what we would know as flash animation, but it's a lot more delicate. Where yeah. each of the body parts are separate entities that you can literally move around piece by piece, stretch them, bend them, and so forth. Uh, but they're all connected to a central body. But early flash animation, as we as we would know it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's kind of kind of amazing, especially in the days before you had anything computer generated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Pokemon looks flat, which so is Pokemon, not intentional. Yeah. So Poke, to me, it looked flat. Um, the other thing I really appreciated about the game that we haven't talked about is um, back to sort of the the Japanese ethos. You mm-hmm. have to take. I have to take care of my Eevee. I have to play with my Eevee. If if I bring up the the sort of task screen, mm-hmm. playing with Eevee is the first thing and much bigger than the five things below it. Yep. And um, you can feed Eevee berries. Yep. Took me a while to figure out how to keep Evie eating the berry that you have to go up and down with it. You can pet its head. You can you pet can, its head. If you, you can, double tap the screen, you actually get it to high five you. Did not know that. Okay. Okay. So I have to go home and try that. Um, but you can scratch it and it'll let you know which places it likes to be scratched, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and pet it. And you have to do those things because it helps you bond with your Evie. And it makes it perform better. And makes so it makes it perform better. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I I like would make a, a habit of every half hour or so, petting and playing with my Eevee. So here's another question I have for you. Yeah. How often? Uh, how long were your gaming sessions when you did when you did play the game? About an hour. About an hour. Okay. Um, so one of the things was kind of unique. It was this is one of those things I really liked about uh, Pokemon, and which I really think worked well in its favor. Um, that I think other mobile things just don't get right a lot of cases, um, is that um, when when you have a mobile device or a mobile game in which you move around with you or not, um, intended to sit down for, for 20, 30, 40 minutes to play at a time, that it's easy to stop when, you're, when you want to stop. So that you're very easy to... 
I agree with you on this one because you could, because I found myself able to just walk away and not feel like I was obligated to do other things. Well, not only, not only just that, but like, um, like if you, like again, like if you were at the gym and it's an example and you were on the bike for a half hour and you, before you were going to move on to whatever equipment you were going to go to next, you could stop and you wouldn't feel as though, oh, well, if I have to play for another 10 more minutes, I'm in the middle of this. I can't exit out of it. This is really, I have to do I this haven't right gotten now. the scallop yet. I have, yeah, you haven't gotten the scallop yet. You could stop it anytime you wanted. I haven't found all four fossils. You, you missing four fossils? Or oh, all, oh, oh, yeah, I know. That's my, that's, they're always under a tree in the shade. Y you have to walk by them a certain way to find them. It's the most annoying thing in the world. Yeah. Why would they, why would they leave fossils underneath trees? It's crazy. Yeah. I planted those trees there on purpose not to find fossils there. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy trees. Um, but no, yeah, no, again, that's one of the nice things I liked about Pokemon. Um, and a lot of game and, and one of those things that really kind of keyed me in on, okay, mobile games should not be meant to be played for long periods of time because it's a very tiny screen. Um, and which I think is why an hour is sort of my, 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 your, your limit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could, play if I could play something for less, I actually would like that. And you're right. I think, I think this is something you could, you could pick up. Again, I, time, yeah. I, I always I always envisioned it as getting on the bus for 10 minutes and then getting off when you're going to go to school or you're going to go yeah. somewhere else. And those 10 minutes were, you know, you could spend those 10 minutes, get what you get, get as far as you needed to, turn it off, save and turn it off, and then come back to it and not lose any progress. Yep. And I found that, um, and I, I will admit, I did that when I was in high school. I shouldn't have brought my Game Boy with me to high school. But I knew the right teachers' places to go to, so I would, so I could just sit there during break and play play my game yeah. when I was bored. Yep. So, I I yes I played video games in high school. And I brought my Game Boy with me to high school. I never got it taken away. No, but I I still remember getting a call from Calculus. One of your teachers said called and said they were worried about you because you weren't paying attention during class. And they interrupted you one time, and you had a gaming magazine stashed in the middle of your book, and you were actually reading the gaming magazine. That class was boring. Okay. So I said, okay, I'll talk to him. By the way, what grade is he getting? And she said, well, he's getting an A. Yeah, that was why, I think. And it was one of the upper-level math classes. But, um, but... I think uh, it was like maybe like Algebra 2 or Trig. Yeah, and and he, she said he's getting an A, but he's not paying attention. I said okay, I'll, I'll I'll talk to him. And I think I just pretty much told you don't don't be taking magazines to class. I think that was the extent of the conversation because you were getting an A. Yeah, yeah, but, you, but it's disrespectful. It is, yeah, yeah. So looking at it now as an all is like yeah, it's pretty disrespectful. Yeah, well, no, your father your father catches kids trying to use their phones all the time in class. Can't, can't imagine that. But, but I mean, his 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 secret to managing that is um, he will come and take your phone and and he'll read the last text message uh, he finds to the class. Of course, why not? Yeah, that puts an end to it pretty quickly, hopefully. Yep. Until some smart kid figures out, you know, that you know to try to embarrass him in the middle of class by by reading that text. Yeah, yeah, that's true, but. But again, they're, they're middle yeah. schoolers. They're not going to figure it out. Yeah. It's not like they listen to our podcast or anything. Or, or, or you'll tell them, I, I'm not going to take your phone. I'm just going to take the battery. It's impressive with a lot of phones. It's very hard to take out batteries out of phones yeah, these days. Yeah, that's when he went to doing text messages. In the old days, he used to just be able to Yeah, you, in the old days, you could. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, so, yeah, that was one of the observations of Pokemon very early on, even in Red and Blue, was that you could stop it 
You can play it for 10, 15 minutes, feel like you got something out of it, turn it off and then come back and keep going if you wanted to later on. Um, and I really kind of appreciated that because it felt like you made progress even though you only played for like 10, 15 minutes. And so it was very rewarding in that particular sense, which kept made me keep wanting to come back. So one of the, one of the questions I have was, um, I came across somebody who told me that I could interact with my phone mm -hmm. and the Pokemon game. So what you could do is if you had a Pokemon from Let's Go, uh, from Pokemon Go, you could in theory transfer them over to uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, any one of the first generation Pokemon. So if you had caught a like, um, so if you like, so if very early on in the game you wanted to have like a Pokemon that you don't get till much much later on in the game, you could find it in, if you had it on Pokemon Go, you could transfer it to Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Or okay. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Okay, so um, that's what I was referring yeah, to. Yeah, so you have to wait a little bit later into the game to do it. Usually, that's the point. Well, in which... It told me it. It told me I could. Yeah, so you, so you could. So again, it's one of those notions where, like, if I were starting the game uh, and I didn't have to have a Pikachu or an Eevee um, as my starter Pokemon, I might choose like a Dartini, maybe. Um, to... Well, Eevee sits on my head, and she's so cute. And you can dress her up too. See, I haven't gotten that far. Okay, I think and I think that's not till after Misty, maybe. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can get costumes for you and your Pokemon that you can both wear. At one point, you get the Pokemon to look like a trainer, just like you. It has a little vest and a cap and everything. Usually, it was in the Pokemarts, I think. Okay. So. Nice to know. Um, any other observations from Pokemon at all? No, I, I think. Um, it's a, it's a good intro to Pokemon, I think, because it's it, not difficult. It's. It's, it walks it, you through. It provides you with lots of info. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it's very much a it is very much I feel hand, it, it's not that it holds your hand throughout the entire time, but it generally nudges you in the right direction. But if you weren't so so I guess I guess my thing would be I felt like I benefited from the fact that I was um, aware of the anime series, even though I I haven't watched it in, as I said probably twenty years, and it, because the last person I would have watched it with was was John. Yep. And um, and so it's been a long time since I've watched it, but I'm familiar, and um, and that really assisted me a lot. Good. So as so a, so my so my thing would be watch if, the anime. Watch watch several several of the anime before you play if you haven't seen it. If you haven't, yeah. Um, and actually, speaking of the anime, we can. That's a nice tangent to the anime here. Um, so we talked a lot about the anime last time. Um, it's been going on now for 23 years. Um, and again, it's one of those shows that primarily follows around its main character, Ash Ketchum. Ketchum is in Ketchum All. That's cute. I never realized. Okay. Well, I knew it, it was Ketchum, but. I was, I always thought of it as Ketchup until maybe months or years later. I was like, Ketchum is in, ah, Ketchum All. Oh, Cause that was the catchphrase. Gotta catch of, them all, yeah. yeah. Cause that was the catchphrase of the series. Um, again, it primarily follows around the entire game's. The games, uh, the the anime the follows the story. The towns are the same, yeah. Yep, and it, it follows the games, not to a T necessarily, because there's a lot of side stories and other stuff that happens. But if you were, again, like you said, if you were just trying to figure out how everything works, you could watch the anime and have a fairly good understanding of how to play the game. Well, it's only because of the anime that I understand what Team Rocket is. Yep. Um, and what I find super interesting is that its art style... For the most part, from 1997 until 2016, so 19 years, remained largely the same. Yeah. 
And it wasn't until uh, when they got to Sun and Moon that they changed up the art style so Ash looked a little bit different. Still 10 years old, but at least he looked slightly different now. Um, but book, but the Pokemon anime itself, that, as we know, is the mainline one. There's been lots of other... There's been a few other uh, Pokemon anime that have been out there before. Um, so there was a, a series called Pokemon uh, Chronicles, um, which actually followed uh, the Gold and Silver's characters from, jo from the Johto League and followed them through their adventures. It was supposed to happen at the same time as Ash, and Ash, Misty, and Brock going through the Johto area, but it also... Um, included but they would come up occasionally but it was mostly focused on these other adventures of these other trainers to kind of show other people in the world out there as well um pokemon origins which was a uh, short series basically was all about uh, retelling the red and blue series of games as a literal translation of the games like oh. so the character was literally named satoshi or red to us and he and it picked out just a cut. It's only like four or five episodes, I want to say. And so it just highlights... A marketing ploy. Not necessarily. I mean, the episodes are like 40 minutes long each. Oh, okay. Um, and so they highlight like basically what it would be if you were Satoshi going through the game or you were Ash going through the game as well. Um, and so it's a very much more faithful version of it. Um, Pokemon Generations... Um, was basically the first six generations had side stories of all these other of different characters that occasionally appeared as like maybe one-off characters and just little side stories. There were all like half-hour episodes. Um, and the newest one, which is actually known as Pi uh, Pokemon Twilight Wings, is kind of in a similar vein to Generations where it's just a side story of other characters in the Galar, which is the Sword and Shield area um, generation of the game. And their adventures through it, much in the same way, kind of like Chronicles almost. Um, what's interesting, though, is that all these series are available on YouTube for free. On the Pokemon YouTube channel. That's interesting. In dub, too. So it, so they're for free because they're they're marketing for... I've, I want to say partly because of marketing, but I think also that... Um, YouTube views are a big deal in the online world. They have a lot of views on YouTube because it nets you money for advertisements and yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So, I mean, and especially when you think of, like, Pokemon, like, you know, if you think about it, it's the only place you'll ever be able to see it dubbed if you ever see it at all. Yep. So, um, Pokemon's also had... I want you to take a guess. How many Pokemon movies do you think there are? Two. Well, because I'm only aware of two. I'm only aware of two as well. I'm actually aware of like three or four if you really want okay. to be hyper-technical. So Pokemon's been around for 23 years, right? Uh-huh. There are 23 movies. Really? 24 if you count Pokemon Detective Pikachu. But Pokemon, a lot, a lot like other mainline series. Like, Detective Pikachu, by the way, even though it follows sort of a Pokemon story. is It's a very Western Pokemon story, though. Yeah. But it's still really good. It, I actually was charmed. Um, I took uh, my granddaughters to it. Um, they're they're very into Pokemon. Yes, they are. Although they don't play, so which which is interesting to me. But I think they mostly. I, I think it's because they follow the the cartoons in a lot of cases. And I the, actually think it's because that family's big on Mario Kart. Yes. And Pokemon's an, an option. I believe. 
It's Smash Brothers, yes, but not okay, um, but not, not okay. Mario Kart. But I also think the characters are really cute and they're very much intentional yep. to to wanting to love it. I mean, I fall I fell in love with. We they they actually gave us orders before we went to Japan. Yeah, the only I think the only reason we went to the Pokemon store is I a I wanted to go just to see one, but yeah, I wanted but, to see one. But we also went just we also went because like we because we were told them like we were going to see them. Well, and they and they gave us a list. Yes, they gave us and Pokemon that we were, they were looking they, for. They gave us a, a list of ones they were looking for, and they were ones that you couldn't get. We're hard to find in the United States. Yes. Yeah, because there's not a Pokemon store, and even the ones that come out here in America. Um, are usually the most absolute popular ones. Yeah. Or, um, or like special edition stuff in a lot of cases. Like, I can't imagine to tell you how many stuffed Pikachus there are in America. There's probably, yeah. if, if, if you just had one of every single one that's ever been released, there's got to be like a thousand stuffed Pikachus, versions of Pikachu out there. Yeah. Um, from Mario, from well, I mean, McDonald tie-ins to other stuff. Your brother Mark has a, has a Pikachu onesie. Well, of course. Who, who wouldn't want to have a Pikachu onesie? Yeah. Not me. I don't like I don't like the Pikachu. I would rather have the Dragonite. Okay. So, I don't should... know that they make it in a onesie. No, I don't think they make it my size in a onesie. Yeah. But there are onesies of a lo- of almost all the Pokemon, I would imagine. Probably. At worst, you or worst, somebody would make it for you. Yeah, you could find find. Because again, again, there's a lot of people that make stuff that's like challenge accepted. Well, on Etsy. Or Revelry. Revelry, yeah, that's this is true. Yes, so again, a lot of times those are just um, uh, just challenges waiting to happen. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I, I think if you really wanted to watch a Pokemon, um, so here's what's actually kind of interesting about Pokemon right now is that it's jumped around. The anime itself has jumped around um, through various TV channels for a long time. So it originally was on the WB, which was a, a Warner Brothers channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it jumped around a bit to Fox, and then it jumped over to um, the Disney Network, the Disney XD channel for a while. Really? Um, yes, it was on there. Why would Disney promote something that that I would see as a competitor? It's interesting. I don't know why, but they, there was a lot of other shows that are on Disney X, X, XD or XY that weren't always Disney adjacent. Okay. Um, Fair enough. So I don't have a good answer on that one. Um, now Pokemon is the exclusively the home of guess where? Where? Netflix. Netflix is a smart operator. I gotta tell you, I I, I really admire what they've done. So um, so originally from I believe it was 1999 through uh, 2007 or 2008, I want to say that they that the, the there's a company called Four Kids which did a lot of the translation for Western um, Japanese animation to English, especially with the intention of releasing it to a mass media market meant for yeah. TV channels and stuff. Um, not a lot of their dubbing is really that great outside of Pokemon. That's a lot, Disappointing. A lot, a lot of people are very upset about some of, some of their the dubs. The quality, yeah. Uh, or, well, it's not just the quality. Um, there's a lot of stuff that gets removed uh, as part of localization. Which is something that... Oh, well, yeah, because... because there's a lot of stuff that happens. Um, and, and actually, there's a couple controversies I actually do want to talk about. But there's a lot of things that come up with localization that speaks well in a Japanese audience, but doesn't necessarily speak well in an American audience. Um, and it's always one of those things where I kind of want to go to Japan and see something that they took was was an American version and see what they changed to be more Japanese, to see what they took out 
but American version or what they thought an American version of this was more or less meant to mean. Because I think that'd be well, an interesting study. Okay, so so I have I have the experience in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are countries I've been to where I've gone to watch an American movie in that country because it's in, it's interesting. It's in, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I lived in, in Paris for a year. Mm-hmm. And during the year I lived in Paris, I saw several American movies that were in English but had... So French t- subtitles. French subtitles or have been... Redubbed th- into French. Or been redubbed into French. And there were idioms in English which were totally changed around. Yes. And my favorite, my favorite um, example was I was watching the Three Days of Condors, Robert Redford, uh, Faye Dunaway movie. Um, it's Three Days of Condor. And um, at one point he says, I haven't raped you. And Faye Dunaway remarks, well, the night is young. Um, and I forget exactly how they translated that into French, but it was completely different um, in terms of meaning. And I understood it was because that's kind of a an a American taboo-y thing. And yeah, well, it's an American. It's an it's an American idiom. The night is young. Yeah. And um, oh, that part. I yeah. thought the rape part was what no, they changed. No, no, <laughs> no, because in context, it, it, it would make sense. It, it made sense, but um, you know, his point was that he hadn't really threatened her. Yeah. As much but as the he, night is young is very much Amer- an American idiom. Yeah. And and they changed it, and I went, oh, okay. The other one was I saw Young Doctor Frankenstein was the Gene Wilder movie. Oof. Um, and it's a good one too. It's a good one, and and yet think of all the quips in that movie that wow, are are you are uniquely American, American. Wow. and and they managed to change like knockers. There's one point where there's a joke where they're yeah, banging on a door or, and it's yeah, and um and they they managed to change them into something where I understood exactly what they were getting at what they were trying to get at yeah so whether they trying to be similar or they have to make up like new ones almost they ma- they make up something you know in that particular instance it was almost like a, a whole new line that was put into Terry Gar's mouth because that one I saw in French having seen the movie here before okay and um and you almost have to recontextualize it on a certain level ex- but you can't really ex- do that and you have to recontextualize the setup mm-hmm. so the line actually changes several lines before that to get you where you need to go to be able to play the joke exactly so yeah so that happens a uh, i tend to find in japanese as it goes to english especially when there's a lot of localization that happens because i've obviously seen a number of properties that get localized in into English and a lot of it um, tends to try to stay away from a lot of the idioms that would be considered American because I think a lot of the especially when it gets dubbed to English is intended for an international broadcast in some cases so a lot of what would be American idioms typically are not included Um, but it's the little stuff that comes up a lot of the times too so um, Japanese as an example don't have any problems with having uh, ads in there even ads that make allusions to famous brands and their stuff. Yeah. But here in America, we would cut that out immediately. Um, in a lot, or make except re- we have it, we replace it with product placement. Well, not necessarily. I mean, in some games like Mario Kart is an example. When Mario Kart sixty four was translated here to the West um, in Japan, a lot of the ads that would hang up uh, around the game were very much allusions to like Goodyear and other motor motorsport companies. Uh, but when it got localized here, because those brands are based here in America, um, they changed it because they didn't want those companies coming after them to sue them. Oh, uh, 
I get that. So you have copyright issues that don't exist when you're in a foreign country that would exist here. Yeah, because again, I mean, like yeah. the the '76 logo or a famous logo, which may not necessarily be in Japan, or may or may not be, or may, where the copyright might be a little bit more, less strict over there. Because I can't tell you the number of times I've seen a Walk Donalds in Japanese animation. Yeah. Or it's not an Apple computer; it's a pineapple computer. There we go. It, it's it's look it looks like an Apple computer. It has the logo right where it should be. The only difference is the logo is not an Apple; it's a pineapple. I I have a, a piece of of uh, artwork in my backyard that mm-hmm. is a rabbit with a computer in its lap, and it's a carrot. Yes. So exactly yeah, so where the logo. Should so there's be. illusions like that. So there's an interesting level of localization um, that happens, obviously, and so. Makes sense. Um, the other one, so um, a couple examples that have happened here in um, that are uniquely American. Um, so there's a Pokemon named Jinx. It's an ice Pokemon. Um, however, when it was brought over here to the West, it was it was uh, considered um, for media purposes. Um, they thought that it was making fun of blackface. Really? So, so the Pokemon Jinx. Oh, of, I know which. I know what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's so it's a big red Pokemon. It's got black face. It, it's got a not a black face as in the makeup, but it has a a face that's entirely back with yeah. big pronounced lips What's on it. it. Yeah. And um, here in the West, that's obviously a very much a negative stereotype of yeah. what would have been uh, very racist black blackface caricatures of yeah. African Americans and. And black people here in yeah. America. Um, so what they've since done is, um, in later revisions of the game and in media, especially as Pokemon's become a worldwide media source uh-huh. uh, franchise, is that the face is now purple. Yeah. It kind of change. It's simple, it it kind of gets away from it a little yeah. bit. Um, I get that. Let's see here. Um, so there was an episode of the TV show. Um, a couple different episodes, actually, um, that have also been removed from from broadcast and syndication um, in general before they ever got to air. Um, one of them, one, one of them is the Legend of Dartini, um, which I think is probably kind of one of the more interesting ones because it, it kind of affects the actual. Now, can anim- you find these on YouTube? No, uh, you can, but they would be all in Japanese. Uh, some of them would be all entirely in Japanese. Some of these other ones don't exist at all. Okay. So. Um, the, and the most famous one I'll talk about here in a second. Okay. Um, so the legend of Dartini actually is where uh, Ash and company get to encounter the Safari Zone, which is an interesting mechanic in the game where you pay to get a certain number of Pokeballs, and you can go through the Safari Zone and catch wild Pokemon with the balls. And sometimes you'll get them, and sometimes you won't. But it's basically you can't battle them. You walk through there and you just try to catch Pokemon. And if you get to the very end of it, because um, you only have a certain number of steps you can take, mm-hmm. um, there's a Dartini at the very end, which is probably one of the only places you can get it rare, fairly easily. Um, it's also in the anime where Ash gets about 30-some-odd bull Pokemon, which do make an appearance later on throughout the series. But it's never explained where Ash got it from because the show was never broadcast in America because it largely features automatic it largely features people with firearms throughout the oh, entire episode. Oh, automatic weapons and stuff. So the one of the main the main um I get that. ranger or sheriff of the safari zone carries a right carries a handgun with him and points it at the character several times. 
So it was one of those episodes that they couldn't uh, re-edit properly to be shown here in America. Well, and, and having traveled actually to um, the safari zone, I've been to Zimbabwe and mm-hmm. Botswana and, and Zambia. Guns are very much a thing. Guns are very much a thing, in, in part because poachers are very much a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you see a lot of um, weapons out there to, to keep, you know, to protect the wildlife if you go to wildlife uh, preserves. Mm-hmm. Um, the other episode, which eventually actually got fixed, but not before some very heavy editing, um, is an episode called uh, Beauty and the Beach. And it's a very actually early on episode. I think it's like episode 18 or 19. Um, so it got, uh, it missed its original broadcast, but later got fixed as a lost episode. Um, Ash and company are, on, are at a beach wreck a boat and have to participate in a uh and, and keep in mind anime has always has a beach episode or some sort of pool episode where yeah. the characters get to go in swimsuits it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a requirement yeah. of all anime at some point yeah. you have a beach or swimsuit episode well but it's a natural thing though yeah um so they are forced to work at a, a beachfront uh cafe um but they find out, uh but they find out they might be able to make money if they enter a beauty competition um or a beauty pageant rather Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, it's a very sexualized episode on a certain level. Um, the weirdest part of it is, is that at one point, um, James, which is a male character of, t- of, of Jesse and James, Team right. Rocket fashion, yeah. um, and to best describe this here, dons an inflatable, dons a bikini with inflatable breasts, him being a guy. Okay. And so he's secure in his sec- in his sexuality. He cross-stretches he cross-stretches a surprising amount in the in the anime actually. Yes, he, yes, he does. Um, but again, I mean like it's a it's a it's a bikini that's basically a string bikini. And he's got like a, a wrap around his waist, but it's a very much a sexualized creature at the end of the day. That had you not known this was a male character, you would have been shocked to think no no no, that's a female character. Interesting. Yeah, so that that was an episode that got re-edited to omit some of the overly sexualized parts and got rebroadcasted years later. Um, another episode that got can't that eventually got rebroadcast uh, was an episode called um, I believe it's Tentacruel. And what was going on with this one here was that um, there was a fifty foot, hundred foot tall. Uh, Basically, not jellyfish, not kind of a squid Pokemon called uh-huh. uh, Tentacool and Tentacruel. Yeah. Um, that when he gets to over 100 feet tall, he actually ends up destroying a cityscape. I but actually think I've seen this episode. You probably have. It got stopped because of the 9-11 attacks. Oh. So, it, so while it originally yeah. broadcasted in Japan back in 97 when that wasn't a thing, and they got its, it's broadcast got stopped in 2001 due to the attacks. Um, and so they didn't do that. There was another episode called, um, that's also related to ghost Pokemon, where one of the Pokemon clearly dies, but gets resurrected at some point or something. Um, the main reason for that one, I think, although there's not anything that's really questionable about it, um, the title of the uh, episode was called Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. It does take place in a tower, but I yeah. think it comes like a couple episodes after, like 30, it's episode 34 Tentacruel is like episode 18, so it's not 
it's like basically no, like yeah. not not that far away and the way American syndication was working back then is that every week every Monday through Friday you basically got a new episode if it wasn't a repeat yeah so that was one of those things um, because it's uh, the September 11th attacks that that actually stopped that as well the yeah. stopped that episode from broadcasting yeah um, but the most famous uh, there's been other ones as well in Japan which um, due to the earthquakes or tsunamis in Japan got uh, stopped because it had allusions to that. So yeah. they were planned to broadcast this or, uh, either too right close before. To home, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not like they meant, made those episodes with the intention of that, but uh, because they make allusions to that, it's one of those things now where they actually, uh, Pokemon don't learn any moves called Earthquake anymore. Um, and they don't have any moves called Tsunami either um, because it's of, of the allusions that it makes toward things that happen in the country. Yeah. Um, but the most famous one that you've uh, everyone's probably heard of but didn't realize that it actually was Pokemon were the seizures in Japan in 1997. Oh. So in 1997, there's an episode called Cyber Soldier Porygon, which is the American translation for it. Yeah. Uh, Porygon being a digital Pokemon. Um, and so Ash and Pikachu go into the digital world to stop Team Rocket from trying to steal Porygon. At one point in the show... Pikachu uses an electric move that causes the screen to flash red and blue lights in rapid succession over the course of five to seven seconds, depending on how you calculate it. Uh Um, Five seconds of full screen and seven seconds of it being in the background, but it still preoccupies more than two-thirds of the screen. Um, According to Japan, what ended up happening was it affected 685 viewers so much that they had to go to the hospital, but it's presumed that... Nearly 12,000 children or viewers may have been affected by the episodes with either, um, and I'm quoting here, blurred vision, headaches, dizziness, nausea. and For, in so- for a couple of seconds? For, well, after. Five to seven seconds? For five to seven seconds is when the effect happened. Right. But because children yeah, were watching after, it, yeah. no, the I after it. effects. It triggered. Yeah, and so it also included, some viewers also experienced blindness, seizures, convulsions, and losing consciousness. Oh my gosh! Well, again, well, only six hundred eighty-five viewers actually were hospital went to the hospital or called ambulances. Oh yeah, but you can't be you can't be doing that to people. No, yeah, um, it's presumed that actually around twelve hundred kids may have been uh, twelve thousand, excuse me, may have been affected by the event. Wow! And so as a result, Pokemon went on a hiatus for four months. Oh my gosh! So Pokemon went on hiatus for four months. Uh, it was originally p- appearing on TV Tokyo, and they ended up removing the Pokemon elements from the TV Tokyo logo when it broadcasted. Um, they also removed that episode so it can never be seen ever again. Yeah. Um, the only way you could ever see it again would be try to find a downloaded copy of it. And most people, if they do have a downloaded... Because, uh, again, keep in mind, um, the way some people, when we used to get anime back in the early yeah. 2000s, was people would videotape it or digitally yeah. record the show, yeah. send it to somebody here in America uh, online, and they would translate it here in America, and we call those fan the uh, fan subs. Yeah. Um, but back in 1997, you you know, laser discs were laser discs were very expensive to record on, and so if you recorded it, you would probably have recorded it on VHS. You wouldn't have recorded it digitally. Yeah. Um, and so now versions of it are probably based off of the VHS copies. Feature the original Japanese dub, and the one I have seen omits that entire part. 
Yeah, because you don't want to be doing, you know, take a risk of physical harm. Oh yeah, no, I, I it, and the only reason I wash it because the 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 it has the bumper for it has a minute long exp explanation of, this is what happened. We are not showing that scene, but here's the original episode, wow. with English subtitles. Wow. Um, and so they also so when the show did come back four months later, um, they completely changed the opening, and if for all future measures. Omitted, you know, the strobing effect of the Pikachu, of Pikachu's lightning, because it's a fairly common aspect of Pikachu that he shoots yeah. lightning. Yeah. Um, but famously, it's been parodied here in America when, a lot, especially in the early '90s or late '90s and early 2000s, where if you knew anything about Japanese cartoons, they gave you seizures. That was that was what people knew about it. Oh. Uh, never mind the fact that for years we had been watching Power Rangers. Um, Speed Racer, um, which is also Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z, a number of other Japanese shows, and never had any ill effect on it at yeah. all. In fact, a lot of actual animation actually gets um, done in Japan as what they call in betweeners. So you would do the keyframes, and then somebody in the middle would come in and fill in the the blank spots in the middle. Yep. So it makes it move. So it makes it look more uh, seamless and natural moving versus just static moving from one pose to another. Um, so that's the most famous Pokemon episode of all. Porygon has actually rarely ever been seen in the actual Pokemon series at that. I think mostly because of allusions to the event. Yeah. But there are various versions of uh, Porygon, which is a digital Pokemon, which is also my last way to segue into the various other games that have come out for Pokemon, because there's a okay. myriad of spinoffs. Um, so the, the, mo the first one I want to talk about is Pokemon Stadium uh, for the Nintendo 64, um, it was the first to feature fully 3D Pokemon, um, and it was basically just the battle game, just the battling between Pokemon element of it. it okay. So it wasn't oh, an I, actual game. We can go back to, to Let's Go Eevee for just a second. Yes. It actually tells you early on that you can choose to be a sort of a battler or a collector, but you can do both, right? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, you, a lot of people just collect. The battler aspect is the notion if you actually want to fight in the different uh, uh trainers and stuff well i think collectors more or less if you just want to go through the game and collect the pokemon because in let's go eevee you're not battling to capture the pokemon where you usually would just reduce itself yeah, you don't get then, any, anybody yeah but you just go through and you just capture pokemon right so i think that i think that was the the element right, it was that. Lurching. okay um so pokemon stadium was a was meant to be i think because pokemon battles was a was a popular competition back in the day it's it still is to a degree now, but not as much. They used to have tournaments for it. And so Pokemon Stadium was a way that you could watch the actual fight on a big screen in color and not see it as the grainy 2D pixelated version that was on the Nintendo. Because uh, you'd only ever see it from one person's point of view. Yeah. You'd never see it from both sides' point of view. Yeah. Um, it was also the first uh, device here, which of many devices that were the kind of Pokemon adjacent and specific. So they had a... Um, transfer pack where you could plug in your Game Boy Pokemon game into it, into the Nintendo 64 and actually upload your Pokemon onto the game. So you could do it in Stadium. Um, the next Pokemon game is the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, which is actually kind of cool when the more I read into this was um, you become a Pokemon um, so you take actually a cool little personality test and it tells you which of like 15 some odd starter Pokemon you have the chance to become. Mm -hmm. um, and all the other Pokemon talk to you and talk to you as well, because Pokemon can talk to each other. Yeah. 
Um, and you go through randomly procedurally procedurally generated dungeons, which basically means that they're just random dungeons. Yeah. They mix the order around all the time, so it's never the same. Um, and you go through and you just kind of, uh, one step at a time, fight other enemies as you go through it. Very cute. It's got... Um, it, it's a very cute little game um, in the series that I found. Um, it's come out for a number of different versions, and I think there's the latest one on the Switch, which is ever so cute. Like, if you really just want to die of cuteness, it's a great way to do it. It's very cute. Uh, the next one here is Pokemon Ranger. Um, this was a series of games for the Nintendo DS that made use of the... DS, again, has two screens on it, so DS being dual screens. Yeah. So the top one is a static screen that uh, that you can't touch at all. Well, the bottom one has uh, touchpad features on it on the screen. And it always seemed to me like the top one was informational and the bottom one was active. Sometimes it was the difference. Sometimes the one at the top was the uh, one you looked at, but the one at the bottom is what you told it to do. Oh. So like Pokemon, as an example, would use the top screen for all the battles and everything, while the one at the, the screen at the bottom would be like, oh, what move do you want to use? And wow. you would just touch interesting. it. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, so what's interesting about Ranger is that you acted as a Pokemon Ranger in a, I think like a wildlife preserve, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. Um, and so the way you battle other Pokemon is that with your stylus, you draw circles around the Pokemon. And so some Pokemon might shoot out stuff like uh, ink or other stuff at you to stop you from making complete circles. Uh, but you could capture other Pokemon temporarily to help you. So if you had like a water Pokemon, as an example, it might slow down or it, uh, immobilize the Pokemon, so you weren't, so it wasn't running around the screen at all. So make it easier to make circles around, and you can just make consistent circles as long as you're just going through a full 360 of some sort. Um, it's actually interesting. yeah, it's kind of interesting when I when I saw it because I because I heard of it and I didn't quite fully understand it. Uh, Pokemon Rumble is kind of like Mystery Dungeon. Um, but instead of where, like, the attacks are kind of presumed, almost like, oh, you did a fireball, and it just happened. You didn't actually see the fireball go out, but it says you did fireball. Yeah. Or you saw a fireball and it immediately hit it, hit your target. Um, the Rumble series is more of an action, action sort of thing where, um, if somebody shoots a fireball at you, you can actively dodge it by moving to the right or to the left in time with it. Um, but that means you also have to kind of line up your attacks as well to hit other enemies that may be moving around as well. Um, so it's kind of like Mystery Dungeon, but a lot more um, action-oriented. Um, Pokemon Snap. So this is a weird one. It's a very much a cult hit for the Nintendo 64. It came out um, on the virtual console for the Wii and the Wii U. But what it is, it's a photography game. Interesting. Yeah, I know. So, Do you pose them? You don't pose them. So what you do is you actually go through a Pokemon reserve, which has all the Pokemon just kind of hanging out there in general. Uh-huh. Um, and what you're on is you're, you're on a set course. So you're on a set course or what they call an on-rail sort of thing. Uh-huh. So you're like in a cart that goes through the game, slow, that goes through this area slowly. So so, so like being at, at the Safari Park in San Diego. Yes. Yeah. Very, very much exactly that. Okay. That was that was my next illusion was going to be a um, uh, like a Disneyland ride in Fantasyland, like okay. Alice or yeah. or Snow White or something like that. Yeah. Um, so basically, what you do is you just you have a camera and you're just taking pictures of Pokemon, and you get points based off of how many Pokemon you have in a photo. If you have different Pokemon in the same photo, 
um, if they're doing something interesting or they're doing something neat, um, or you got a kind of a cool pose that they're striking. Um, you can also throw bait out there, so it will. If you throw out bait to a Pokemon, sometimes they'll do the cool poses for you, or they'll create um, different scenes. So, like if you feed a, uh, a bait to a Magikarp, it'll jump behind a water fountain, and then when it comes back out, it comes out as a Gyarados, which is the evolution yeah. form of yeah. it, um, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's again, it's a weird game because it's got such a cult following for such a really simple game. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like it's real challenging. No, but the with the version that they're remaking now for the Switch, it's supposed to take advantage of the Switch's accelerometers in it. Uh-huh. With the intention being that the game moves, but you have to move the mouse pad, you have to move the gamepad around to take the pictures. Like if you're oh. using the DS as an actual camera. Yeah. That's my understanding of how they're intending on doing that. Interesting. Um, as you can imagine, Pokemon's had a number of puzzle games. Yeah. Um, so I've had a Tetris uh, puzzle game called Pokemon Puzzle Challenge in League. Um, there's Pokemon so, Shuffle, which is kind of like Bejeweled. I was going to say, there's, there's a Bejeweled version of everything. There is. Um, and then the other one, which I actually find kind of interesting, is a game called Pokemon Cafe Mix, which you can apparently get on your cell phone, which is interesting. It's an official sell, licensed sell, Pokemon sell, game. Cell apps are, you know, a big thing. Um, it's basically a reskit of Disney's Tsuzum game. Which are the little? Oh yeah, no, I know what those just, are. Where you connect because, them up and they pop and they get points for it. Because your sister-in-law collected them. Oh, my sister! I, I think she still does. Yeah. And so she plays that. Um, the other fascinating game here as well is called Hey You Pikachu. It's a game where you interact with Pikachu by talking to it. By talking to it. So again, for the Nintendo sixty-four, it's the only add-on to do this in America. There's one other game that utilizes it in Japan, and that is a train game where you literally have a train you, you remember how in Japan we were saw that we were watching the yeah. train conductors with the yeah yeah there's a console like little uh, accessory for it that's about the size of my tablet that you can move the levers back and forth to control the train and then there's a microphone that goes on with it that you talk to the passengers with but in let but in hey you Pikachu you could talk to Pikachu who was supposed to be a wild Pokemon that you just interacted with so you would go on little adventures and you say Hey, Pikachu, what's in the grass? And it would go look in the grass. Or, hey, Pikachu, smile at me. And they would go, and it would smile at you. And you could talk to it, and it would tell you to do stuff. Um, it was also kind of interesting, because if you told it mean, if you told it naughty words, it would also, Pikachu would stare at you intently and might shock you as well. You'd be very disapproving of naughty words. Which would make sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, it, that, I mean, so much of it is, you know, as, as I listen to you, so much of it is true of, of the basic... Uh, it's kind of the basic tenets of Pokemon. It's not. Yeah. It's not a very. I mean, Pokemon is very clean. Very clean. Very very child friendly. Yeah. Very G. Very G rated and occasionally PG, but very G rated. Yeah. Um, and it'd be I'd be remiss to men to not mention Super Smash Brothers, which has had a Pokemon representative since the very beginning. And again, Smash Brothers is the um, Nintendo franchise where all the characters fight each other. Well, and I think that's how the girls got introduced to. Uh, I think they did. I think that's how they got introduced to it because um, Pikachu has been a staple of it since the very beginning. Well, and your brother usually likes to play as Pikachu. Yes, he does. He loves to play as Pikachu. He's a very popular character to to in the games and very in each version of it. Uh, Jigglypuff was also an original member of that cast as well. Oh, that's true. I like Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff was a very. Yeah. Original I, I've member. been Jigglypuff. Yes. Not very successfully though. 
I was I once had a Gyarados with me. Ooh. As a cosplay costume. Oh, that's true. Yes, I do know that. Yes, it was a very heavy thirty to forty pound. On thing. your it's arm. A puppet made of foam and silicone, which I can't believe actually made work. Yeah. It was so cool. Um, but very heavy. Yeah. And smelled after a while too. Don't leave oh. silicone in the sun. Oh. Oh, okay. Live and learn. Yes, true. Very true. Um, so Smash Brothers has had multiple different Pokemon throughout the game. Uh, mainly it's had uh, Pichu, which is the uh, baby form of Pikachu as a playable character, as well as Mewtwo, Charizard, Lucario, Greninja, and I know I'm going to say this one right. I'm going to say Incineroar, which is the heel Pokemon because it's based off a wrestler. It's a cat. It's a cat yeah. fire Pokemon. Yeah. From sunny... and when you say heal, explain what that means, because some people are going to think, oh, it's medicinal, it's, it's, and, it's, and that's not what it means. A heel being a bad guy wrestler. Yeah. As where a good guy wrestler is a baby face. Right. And the fights are often between baby faces and heels. Exactly. Why they're called heels? Because they stomp you a lot. Yeah. With their heel. With their heel. And why they're called baby faces? Because they look so nice. They have such clean, clean, beautiful baby faces. Yeah. Um, but. Um, is also another character in Super Smash Bros. Brawl, which I believe was the uh, Wii U version, introduced the Pokemon Trainer, which lets you have a Charizard, an Ivysaur, and a Squirtle all on the same team. And you could switch between the various uh, Pokemon, so you could have a varied sort of uh, roster to, to use attacks with. So you could get a little bit more of a uh, repertoire of, of tools at your hand. Yeah. Uh, but just beyond that, outside of the various Pokemon-themed stages, um, Pokeballs have been a constant feature in the game where they've had any number of different Pokemon in them that will, well, if you grab a Pokeball off the ground and you throw it, a Pokemon will come out. And some Pokemon will help you out quite a bit, and other ones will just not do anything. So um, a Snorlax will uh, sleep there, but he acts as a defensive wall, essentially. So you can't get around him, you, actually have, you can't go through him, you actually have to go around him. Um, other Pokemon, like a Charizard, might come out and would have like blown fire at people, or a uh, Jigglypuff, or in some cases, like a Jigglypuff, might come out and actually make everybody go to sleep. Yeah. Temporarily, so you go up and beat them or hit them and stuff. Um, so they've been a real key feature of the uh, Smash Brothers anime, uh, Smash Brothers video game series. Um, and there are more spin-offs, but those are the, the those ones are all have like one game each in a lot of cases, so they're not really worth talking. Um, again, outside of Pokemon Go, which okay. has a, such a huge following, and even now, even in COVID, it has a big following. Okay, still. so so let's talk about Pokemon Go for just a second. I know we touched on it last week as well. Mm-hmm. So you can be in any particular site especially anything notable but even just a starbucks would, would probably have mm-hmm. a pokemon um that you could catch yes and what can you do with them like so you catch them this is all a phone app this is all a phone app so it's very mobile you can take it in and based off of where your physical gps location is um and even which way you're facing because gps will do that now right um and so wherever you are in the world there's probably a pokemon nearby that yeah. you could catch. Yeah. And it, and if you tell... So if I went to Africa and I took my phone and I went and, and caught Pokemon, what would I get? Um, well, again, some Pokemon are, are region-specific. So like uh, Australia, for example, is the only place you can catch Kangaskhan, which is a kangaroo Pokemon. Uh-huh. Uh, Japan had Farfetch in it. 
Right. Which is why when we went to Japan, I probably caught like a bunch, s- of, a bunch yeah. of them so I could give away to my friends. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know which one you catch in Africa. Be interesting. So, but, so if I were traveling and I were to catch them, could I trade them with somebody? Could yes. I? Okay. You could trade them with other people. You could fight other people with them. Can I monetize them? Um, if you spend enough time on Reddit, yes. Okay. Much like Animal Crossing, where if you go on Reddit, you can find people to buy your turnips for ridiculous prices, um, like six hundred plus bells. I don't bother with turnips anymore. It's too much stress. I I, I have I think like ten thousand ten billion bell ten million bells in the bank, so I'm good for a while. Yeah, I have three million, and it's enough. Yeah. yeah. I was actually thinking almost of, four. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fair amount. You, you don't you won't need them for any time, and you can buy anything you want. Yeah. Infinite number of staircases and uh, bridges. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Go is kind of unique in that, um, especially if you do travel, it probably works out to your benefit more because you'll visit more varied areas and more more often cases. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering what I get in Colombia. Um, but yeah, no, so there's some Pokemon that are just, are, again, it also depends on where you're at specifically. So if you're in a more dry area, drier, density area, um, the game will realize where you are and will offer you Pokemon of that type in those areas. Um, again, the, my famous example is that if we were to go to uh, Santa Cruz by the water, we would see more water Pokemon there. Yeah. Versus if we were more in the mountains, we'd see a lot more rock and forest and grass-type Pokemon there. It's not to say those other Pokemon don't appear in like the city, as an example, where we're primarily at. Um, but they appear, but they're more commonly appear in other places. So if I was yeah. if here in the city, I see a lot of electric and um, and uh, electric Pokemon and um, ground Pokemon. Okay, so so I, I because even now I'll occasionally see people playing Pokemon Go, and you can tell when people are doing it because they're doing this thing with their phone. Well, and I'm making a gesture, sweeping from left to right. Um, yeah, so there's a mode in there that um, which is known as the AR mode, where um, when you go to catch a Pokemon, it sits at a specific point on the ground based off of where you've looked at, and it won't yeah. move. So you have to kind of aim your phone at that location. You can turn that feature off. Um, I do, because it makes it so much easier. Yeah. Um, but again, what, because what can happen there is that people will think you're taking photos of them. Right. Which could be, which depending on who you might be taking, who, who might be around, somebody might be offended by you taking photos of them. Um, that was a big deal during um, the fanime conventions uh, when the game first came out and other anime conventions that people were claiming to take, to ca- trying to be capturing Pokemon, but they were taking pictures of upskirts and other stuff. Yeah. But they were using Pokemon as a, no, no, no I'm not trying to take a picture of her, uh, 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 of her breast or underneath her skirt. I- I'm trying to catch a Pokemon that's right there. Or, or it was there a moment ago. It ran away. Yeah, and you yeah. can switch to the game right away to see to, to show somebody. It's like, no, no, see Pokemon. I'm just trying to catch a Pokemon, and whether that was the case or not, there's some people who do get, um, as a person who, who, who's cosplay, um, I don't like it when people take pictures of me when I'm not expecting it. Yeah, I want to give them a great photo, but uh, um, but if I'm also like picking my nose or I'm trying to get myself situated, I don't want somebody taking a picture yeah, of me adjusting. at that point. So, so especially if you're a lady. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm walking, which around... I was once one. Yes, yes, you were, and 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 it just still blew me away. Um, okay, so so if I'm walking around Cesar Chavez Park, what yes. am I likely to find? And this is a park that's in the center of San Jose. Yeah, because um, I do see people there. Yeah, um, you'll see about 
a dozen Pokestops, which are just little banners that you kind of can spin around and it will give you Pokeballs and other uh, potions and other treats you can have for your Pokemon. Mm -hmm. um, so the you berries, can keep berries and, and revives, potions. Yeah. Um, and experience as well because you can level up. You can level yourself up as well as your Pokemon. Um, but then you will also, there's at least two gyms, I want to say. There's one by the snake statue. Um, and there's another one, I think it used to be either Bank of America or at the Art Museum. Um, and gyms are basically where people can uh, f uh, basically control it. So people leave their Pokemon there. They'll get experience and you'll get points for it in, in the form of virtual currency. Uh, but then other people can come by and try to knock out your Pokemon and knock them off the gym. And then they can take it over instead. Because um, people have the choice of picking either a... Uh, red faction, blue faction, or yellow faction when they sign up. And what faction you're in decides what Pokemon uh, gyms, um, what happens when you have a Pokemon gym. So if it's a yellow Pokemon gym and you're a yellow person, uh, you can spin it like a Pokestop and you get extra rewards for it because your, your team controls the gym. Yeah. Um, but if it's something that you don't control, you can fight people. For it, gain gain infamy and points, and take over the gym so other people in your same color can get good rewards as well. Okay. Um, again, when the game was out originally, people would go on what they call poke walks through parks and other and other yeah. nature places uh, because they'd basically be walking around trying to collect Pokemon. So, so you know, in and we saw this um, in Vietnam in a, a big public park. There was there were Pokestops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's Pokemon stop, Pokestops everywhere. Um, and I also think because uh, Starbucks is actually a sponsor for the game that there's Pokestops at every Starbucks. My, that's my, my understanding is there's something you something for you at, at, at mm -hmm. every Starbucks that, yep. that you could do. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, it's, it's, again, it's very much of the mobile variety where if you had a little bit of time and you, like, if you want, if you had, like, a 15-minute break and you just wanted to walk around, walk around outside to get fresh air... Yeah. This is something you could do while you were walking around, I guess. Yeah. And, oh, I'm done. Great. Turn off the game, put it back in my pocket, go back into work or or, or anything like going. that. Yeah. It's not great for driving. Don't drive and play Pokemon at the same time. <laughs> I imagine. No, I imagine it was an issue. And, and, and I remember when there were outcries because it was garnering too many people. And I thought, this is silly. You've got people interacting outside. How what, lovely is this? One of the problems that ended up happening in a lot of cases was uh, twofold. Um, some Pokemon were in certain places because you have to be within certain range. Right. right. Um, and some of those ranges were on other private property. Oh, okay. So some of the problems in the initial run of it was that um, Pokemon were deep inside on public property. And so you would have people that would be walking up people's driveways or toward yeah. their house on their lawns. Um, that you may not want to have on your property at all. Right. And also... Didn't have consent. And didn't have consent. And there's also a big problem for businesses as well, where um, you might, again, especially if you were like at a place like, um, let's say, as an example, Disneyland, and you were trying to catch Pokemon in Disneyland, because you could at one point. Um, can, can you now? I don't believe you can now. Okay. Um, there's some, after a lot of the outcry, um, there's a lot of places that, uh, stopped letting you that you could contact Niantic and you could yeah. ask to remove your location. Yeah. Um, for for safety in some cases, um, but you could have a place where you might be blocking traffic, and not be completely aware yeah. of it either because your attention somewhere else. 
Uh, the one that people were most afraid of, which I have heard rumors of this, is that um, especially at nighttime, they would be walking around trying to catch Pokemon and not realize that they walked into like a back alley or somewhere that was unsafe and got mugged. Okay. So, um, so um, that one was not as common, but there were reports of it happening. Yeah, all you need is the report. Right? Yeah, all you need is the one time, and it's happened a billion yeah. times, you know, yeah. according to the news. Yeah. Uh, so those there were rumors about that, but um, there's a lot of places, though, that do actively try to get um, the Pokemon stops and even gyms at their location because it means people will travel and freak out by their areas. Yeah, it brings um, people. It's, yeah, it's there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of um, corporations, which um, uh, Cisco, as an example, this one I do know of. Yeah. There's a Pokemon stop at every Cisco Cisco building. eBay as well. Yeah. Um, but again, if you go down to um, uh, Santa Clara, Melpitas uh, area, Cisco's got this majorly huge campus that's just On like... Yeah. It's got, what, like 40 buildings or something? Yep. That are all individually divided over the cross of what seems like a, a mile-long area. Yeah. Mile, or at least... Oh, a, it's, it's, it's huge. Yeah, it's big. I've driven past there when I was doing DoorDash. I was just ever so amazed every single time I passed through it. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's a Cisco building. And another one. And wasn't there just like two just before? And a fifth. And a, and yeah, it's a simple. Cisco. And we used to be a Cisco landlord. Um, and uh, and so I've, I've had, had meetings on the Cisco campus and, and trying to find which building you're meeting at because not only is it a huge campus, they all look the same. Yeah. They're very, they're very in, Although undistinguishable say, from one another. I'll say, I'll say though, um, going to LinkedIn's campus has, has got some variety, but Google's, um, there are a number of. If you're out on Shoreline, mm-hmm. um, those buildings are be difficult when you have meetings at Google to try to find which building you're supposed to be into. Yeah, yeah, again, this is, you're getting huge campuses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Pokemon Go. It's a nice, fun little game. What I like it for the most, especially with my nieces, I like to go out with my nieces and catch Pokemon because they just die over trying to catch them. Um, but they also like when I have the AR function, I can plop a Pokemon in a room or in a field and they can walk up to it and look like they're playing with it yeah. and they get a picture with it. Yep. It's very cute. It is very cute. Um, so, yeah, that's Pokemon. Okay. It's huge. It's a it long way. Um, and I already have our idea for next week. Okay. And we'll talk about the one I don't want to talk about. What's that? We'll talk about the Big Bang. Oh, well, okay. Okay, so, you, yeah. We can talk I, about I this next bi- week, but, but I can tell you that you and your brother ruined it for me. I'm sorry. That's okay. Now now I, now I see it from a different light, and it's it's interesting, so. Well, and we'll talk about yeah. that next week. Yep. But we'll have, um, and again, I will put the theme song for Pokemon, even though you know you can sing it already, even if you don't remember it. Gotta the catch wh- them all, gotta Yep, you do. I'll put both of them on there because there's the poker rap and then there's the actual theme song to the original one. Yeah. You get a crowd in a room to, to do that, they will sing it on their own. No musical musical accompaniment at all. I once got it started in an a, in an anime expo hall, and for the next like minute and a half, everyone sang that song, and afterwards everyone had the loudest roar of all. And then other people tried to start other people singing other famous themes, uh, music, uh, anime openings as well. So that was funny as well. It's pretty cute. To watch a bunch of uh, American people trying to sing Japanese lyrics to songs they think they know, but they actually don't. That's pretty cute. Because not all of them speak Japanese. It's it's cool. It is cool. And so I will put that as well as um, all of our show notes <clears throat> on the website at the nerdtutorialpodcast.com. 
And then if you want to help continue the conversation as well, we do post this up on our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash nerd tutorial podcast. All is one word. Um, and then if you want to catch up on any of the topics we followed already, or if you have an idea for interesting topics or suggestions for the future, we also have a Twitter page as well at nerd underscore tutorial on Twitter. So you can hit me up there and see all the cool news that came out. DC recently had a uh, Marvel style Comic Con convention online where they debuted a lot of cool new trailers for upcoming movies, including Wonder Woman 84, 1984 and the new Batman. Ooh. Which was very unnecessarily dark, but I'm, I'm willing to play around and see what happens. Um, as well as teasing a bunch of new stuff for DC properties as well. So it's, that was very interesting. Um, very interested to see if DC will get their act together with their um, on, with their movies here at some point. Um, but again, we'll pull all that online, and we thank you so much for listening with us today. And we hope that you stay safe out there in these weird times, and we'll see you guys again next time. Bye. Bye.